Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. That's a good enough start. Okay. Hey, guys. This is uh, Mysterious. Ish. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, It's my week this week, so you get to deal with me. Uh, sorry about last week's uh, malfunction with the microphone with Erica's mic, but she's here. Her mic is functioning. Hi. Wow. Look at the- Can you not? My chair is squeaking. We really need to get less squeaky chairs. Yeah, I moved mine. I should move mine. Um, BRB. <laughs> can put elevator music in there like fucking Christine and M do. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so today I was throwing around a couple of ideas and I asked Erica for her input and then i went in a completely different direction (laughs) i didn't do anything that she that i talked to her about so i have no idea what's going on (laughs) so today we're gonna talk about the mysterious disappearance (laughs) of malaysia airlines flight (gasps) 370 bitch yes Macy was excited. Did she too. growl? No, I think she she was yawning. Oh. And I think it was just. I think she got really excited too. On she's the been she's been groaning a oh. lot. So she's yeah, either like too. Jesus Christ. My mom has been researching this for like eighty seven years, and I'm sick of hearing about it. Or she's like, Wow, this is finally almost over. So either way, not very good. What did I just do? I just hit my mic. Everything's fine. We're doing great. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> let's, let's just jump into it. Okay. So on March 8th, 2014, a day before Erica's, I don't know, math, birthday, uh, <laughs> Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 was scheduled to fly from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. Beautiful. Uh-huh. I probably pronounced that wrong, and I'm very sorry, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. So this plane was a Boeing 777 and had 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board. At 12.41 a.m. on March 8th, Flight 370 left the Kuala Lumpur International Airport. The flight was supposed to last five hours and 34 minutes. Little did they know that that's not what would happen. Upon the plane's departure, it was cleared by air traffic control to climb to 18,000 feet. Shortly after the plane took off, their communications were transferred to the, quote, Lumpur radar, radio frequency. So this is used for on-route air traffic communications. And then at 1246, air traffic control then cleared the plane to climb to 35,000 feet. At 1.01 a.m., the flight's crew reported that they had reached 35,000 feet and... Did I say that right? 35,000? Yes. And confirmed again at 1.08 a.m. So at 1.06, air traffic control received, we're backtracking a couple minutes, 
At 106, air traffic control received the last transmission from Flight 370, which was an automated position report. So they received verbal confirmation at 108, but the last automatic transmission that they received was at 106. And this um, automated position report was sent using the air... Here we go. Aircraft Communication Addressing and Reporting System, or ACARS. Mm. This automated message informed air traffic... (laughs) Listen, I did not want to have to type air traffic control 80 bajillion times, so I shortened it to ATC. So if I fuck it up, it's because it's not written out in my notes. So this automated message informed air traffic control that the remaining or of the remaining fuel on board the aircraft... Which was 43,800 kilograms out of the 49,100 kilograms that it could hold. So they had plenty of gas. We're basically full. Like mm, three quarters. Maybe a little more. Probably more. I can't math. I was a music teacher for a reason. (laughs) At 1.19 a.m., air traffic control received their final verbal signal when the captain acknowledged a transparent transition from Lumpur radar to Ho Chi Minh area control center. The crew on board the plane was supposed to contact the air traffic control in Ho Chi Minh City in China when the plane entered into Vietnamese airspace, but the captain of the of another plane ended up contacting them first using the international air distress frequency. So the other captain was trying to tell uh, Flight 370 that the Vietnamese air traffic control was trying to contact them. Um, he said that he was able to, this other pilot, said that he was able to establish communication with Flight 370, but he only heard, like, mumbling and static in response. And this was shortly after 1.30 a.m. So at 2.39 and 7.13 a.m., there were calls made, I'm not really sure by who, maybe by air traffic control, um, I'm not sure what area, control center, whatever. I know a lot about planes and flights now, mm-hmm. so here we are. Um... So there were calls made to Flight 370's cockpit. They went unanswered, but they were acknowledged by the plane's satellite data unit, which was basically their call log. So the calls went through, but, like, no one ever answered them. They went to voicemail. To voicemail. (laughs) So let's talk radar real quick. Okay, so... Air traffic control uses secondary radar, which relies on a device called a transponder. Not a transponder for you, Friends fans. You're not there yet. Oh, no. That's season three. Three or four. I just started three. Okay. You're almost there. You'll get it. (laughs) So this basically, uh, the transponder basically allows air traffic control to contact individual flights rather than talking to a bunch of people over a radio, like, like truck drivers do, you know, Mm -hmm. so instead of everyone being on channel two, they have a specific code that contacts each individual um, plane. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're getting even more specific than minutes here. We're getting seconds. At 120.31, so 120.31 seconds, the flight was visible on the Kuala Lumpur Area Control Center as it passed through the Gulf of Thailand, but five seconds later, it disappeared from the radar. So one of the transponders was not functioning anymore at this point. The final data received from the transponder. Man, it's really hard for me not to say transponder. The final data received from the transponder showed that the plane was flying at its assigned altitude level and was going about 542 miles per hour, which seems really fast, but I think that's pretty typical for an airplane. So there weren't many clouds out and there was no rain or lightning nearby. It was a beautiful night to fly. 
So when the transponder stopped functioning, military radar showed the plane turning right and then starting to turn left to a southwesterly direction. From 1.30 to 1.35, it showed the plane at 35,700 feet, going 571 miles per hour, so not far off from what it was before. The plane continued across the Malay Peninsula, fluctuating between 31,300 feet and 33,000 feet. I don't think that's out of the norm. At 1.52, the flight was detected passing just south of the island of Penang, I think. And from there, it flew across the Strait of Malacca. So it passed several waypoints and eventually adapted another air route called N571. I don't know what that means. Um, And the last known radar detection was at 2.22 a.m. It is thought that the transponder was turned off by the captain because all planes have them and they are supposed to be on at all times. Like, it does not matter. So we'll get into this a little bit later. but. It is thought that it was manually shut off, Mm -hmm. not that it fucked up and like, whatever. Right, right. So a bunch of countries' air traffic controls claimed to have seen the flight, but not many, but many cannot confirm that it was flight 370 as the transponder code was not the same as it was, as was being used by flight 370. So they could see them, see a plane on their radar, but they couldn't confirmed that it was flight 370 because the transponder code that is used to contact the plane was not the same that they were seeing on their radar as was being used by 370. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, there's a lot of technical terms in this. I tried to like, first of all, I could probably be a pilot with the amount of information (laughs) that I have about airplane communications at this point. You definitely don't want me flying planes, but it's fine. (laughs) So, so this is all, like, weird and mysterious, but it's only going to get worse, okay? Mm. So, at 2.25 a.m., the plane's satellite communication system sent a log-on request message. This message was sent via satellite to a ground station operated by the same company. I can't remember what it was called. It's, like, in, in, or something. Um, so, after this... The satellite data unit, which I mentioned earlier, um, responded to hourly status requests and the two phone calls that I mentioned that went unanswered. The final status request occurred at 8.10 a.m., an hour and 40 minutes after the flight was scheduled to arrive in Beijing. So the flight was supposed to arrive at like 6.30 in the morning, and it just never, obviously never did. So at 8.10, they received a final status request um, from the plane. The plane sent another logon request at 8.19, followed by a logon acknowledgement message a few seconds later. Um, This is the last piece of data available directly from the flight. Uh, Malaysia Airlines issued a media statement at 7.24 a.m., so not quite an hour after they were supposed to land, stating that communication had been lost and that the government had issued a search and rescue operation. There was no distress signal, no indications of bad weather or technical problems before the plane disappeared from radar screens. On March 24th, which is my little brother's birthday, um, the Malaysian Prime Minister appeared before media to present a statement regarding Flight 370. He said that the Air Accidents Investigation Branch and Inmarsat, that's the satellite communication company that I forgot to, that I forgot the name of earlier, uh, they believe that the flight crashed into the sea. 
This is based on the fact that the plane's last position before it disappeared was in the southern Indian Ocean. So Flight 370 was presumed to be lost with no survivors. The search efforts started in the South China Sea, but later shifted to the Strait of Malacca and the Andaman Sea. Beautiful. Sweet. After an analysis of the signals and data received, they extended the search to the Indian Ocean, (laughs) southwest of Australia on the Southern Arc and Southeast Asia, Western China, the Indian subcontinent, and Central Asia on the Northern Arc. So literally the entire Indian Ocean. They are searching the whole fucking Indian Ocean for this this plane. I almost said ship. For this plane. So it pretty much came up with, they came up with nothing from this search. Nothing was found for a whole year, but on July 29th, 2015, so over a year after this, um, a right-wing flapperon mm-hmm, was discovered on the beach of a French island called Réunion. That's not how you say it. It's literally spelled Réunion, but French. But French. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, on a French beach near Madagascar, just... 2,300 miles from the search area. Mm, That's a lot of miles. So over the next year and a half, 26 more pieces of debris were found on the shores of Tanzania, Mozambique, Mozambique, I'm so sorry, South Africa, Madagascar, and Mauritius. So sorry. Um, The whole search ended up being called off in January of 2017. So like Almost three years after the disappearance of this plane, not ship. All right. That's enough of the background. Here we go. Conspiracies. So I read a couple of articles. I listened to a podcast. I watched some videos. And then I ventured to Reddit. Because where else do you go for conspiracy theories? So true anymore. Check out our blog on our website if you're interested in seeing my sources. Um, The video that I watched was super helpful because I know I said a lot of like interesting maneuvers that the plane made and like it also just helps to see a map because i couldn't describe everything so um check out the link for that video on our blog and also our website is really good right now so Mm. check out that website (laughs) oh yeah so the most plausible cause of the aircraft's strange behavior is a cockpit fire Hmm. so apparently apparently cockpit fires are very common, as if I uh, needed another reason to not want to fly ever. So this is not out of the realm of possibility. And this would explain the captain's sharp left turn toward a nearby airstrip, like caught on fire. And he was like, ah, fuck, I need to land this plane before it goes up in flames completely. But it would also explain the loss of all communication as it would have likely been an electrical fire. So theoretically, There's a fire in the cockpit. All the communications go down. The crew is busy trying to put the fire out and can't find time to send a distress signal because the flight attendants are out calming the, 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 the people, the, the people, Mm mm-hmm. And the, the riders. Yes, yes, yes. And then the co-pilot and pilot are trying to put the fire out. Nobody can send a distress signal. Right. I don't even really know. I would assume so, but I don't know for sure if flight attendants know how to send a distress signal. I think that's probably a good idea that they should know how to, but who knows? I'm not a pilot or a flight attendant. I would... Never mind. I was going to say I would like to be a flight attendant, but I don't like to fly. So that's say, the problem. They get, they get good benefits. 
oh yeah and you're gonna see the fucking whole world mm-hmm. see that's though that's what i want minus the flying because oh, i hate it it's terrifying what about a cruise ship <laughs> no the wine and crime gals told me i can't go on cruises because that's how you die <laughs> because that's how you same Luke's mom asked if we wanted to go on a cruise next year, and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, have fun, nope. There are so many cases, like true crime cases, about people going missing on cruise ships. And also, if you die on a cruise ship, like if you're murdered on a cruise ship and they actually catch the murderer, the murderer can't be tried because they are not in anyone's jurisdiction. What? So you just get out of it. What? So have so you ever want to commit a murder do it on a cruise ship because what country has jurisdiction over the ocean like the middle of the fucking ocean well now don't give the world ideas okay yeah hi welcome to mysterious ish where we tell you how to commit crimes <laughs> it's fine don't you don't listen to me i'm i'm just a, a podcaster it's okay don't listen to me don't kill anybody that's dumb okay what was i talking about okay can't find time to send a distress signal right so the pilots could have been passed out due to um, smoke inhalation. They might have even died from smoke inhalation. The plane could have then been flying for hours on autopilot until it ran out of gas and crashed probably into the Indian Ocean because that's where they were flying because they made that weird right then left turn. So another theory is that it was cyberjacked. I made that up. I made so it was cyber hijacked, like e-jacked, e I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was hijacked via iPhone. Oh my god, it was hijacked. Ah! Sorry, listen, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> listen, do you, do you want to know how to confuse a hijacker? Yes, of course. Walk up to him and say, hijack, I'm Jim. Hijack, I'm Jim. Hijack. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if there is a connection between hi Jim. Okay, forget forget I'm Jim. Forget I'm Jim. Just walk up to a hijacker and be like, hi Jack. No, but okay, I guess I guess that just proves it. Maybe the guy, the hijacker will be like, I'm not Jack. It's like the, like the, how high are you? No, officer, it's high. How are you? <laughs> oh, God. Um, and my contacts are being really stupid. I can't see. Well, it's because uh, you got your finger in your eye. <laughs> okay, Dad. Just, I'm sorry. I have something in my eye. It's your finger. I always told Luke, I was like, if we ever have a child, I'm not going to be the mom. I'm full on going to be the dad because of my dad jokes. I can't. <laughs> I'm more of um, a dad than a mom. Okay. What the fuck were we? Oh, yeah. Cyberjacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, another theory is that the plane was cyberjacked. In 2013, this dude named um, Hugo Tesso. Mm. Sure. Hugo. Hugo Tesso claimed that he had hacked into virtual planes that were flying on autopilot via an app for his Android that he had developed. So they weren't legitimate planes, like commercially flying planes. They were planes like on VR. Oh. Good for you for cyberjacking a fucking not real plane. Good for you. You gotta start somewhere, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. So 
The Federal Aviation Administration says that this would not work on certified flight hardware. Imagine that. It is thought by Dr. Sally Leavesley that the plane could have been taken over remotely by a phone or a USB. But the knowledge and technology required to pull off such a feat as to hijack, remotely hijack a, a fucking plane would require a lot it would be that that would have to be very advanced. The technology and knowledge would have to be very advanced. So, um, who who do you think would be to blame? What what country would be to blame? Would have high enough technology and knowledge? Us. The United fucking states. The United fucking states. Because we can't just leave anybody alone. We can't just leave them alone. We can't stay out of shit. We can't mind our own damn business. And we can't just leave everybody's fucking airplanes alone. So hypothetically, Mm. this is all alleged. I'm saying nothing about, um, let's see, Obama was president at this time. So I'm saying nothing about President Obama. So hypothetically, Mm. the United States smarty pantses cyberjacked this plane and then flew it to the nearest U.S. military base. Where would that be, you ask? So right in the middle of the Indian Ocean, my dudes, lies a... Small little military base on an island called Diego Garcia. Supporting evidence for this conspiracy? Apparently, there were 20 employees of the U.S. technology company called Freescale Semiconductor. 12 of these people were from Malaysia and 8 from China. It is thought that these employees held important secrets that the U.S. government was afraid would be found out by Chinese authorities. Or another side to this same theory, maybe the Chinese government hacked the plane in order to interrogate these employees. So piggybacking off that Diego Garcia theory, um, others think that the U.S. military on this island shot down Flight 370, either accidentally or otherwise. Mm -hmm. They then had to work to cover up their mistake or intention, whatever, They cleaned up all of the debris and probably dead bodies of the 227 passengers and 12 crew members, then fabricated the debris, fuck, the debris that washed up on the various beaches a year and a half later. Many experts believe that this debris was fabricated based on certain experiments and the knowledge of barnacle growth. So basically, the the debris, Mm -hmm. it all floated. It never sank. So, like, when they did tests on it, they, it never, never sank. So, but they were, the debris that had washed up on shore had barnacle growth on the whole thing, which doesn't make sense because barnacles only grow in water. Right. So, if the thing is floating on top of the surface of the water, then the barnacles should only grow on the bottom part of the the piece of debris unless the ocean is like fucking rotating it every couple hours or something right. so that it grows evenly you know but that's not that's not how it works so that's why they think that the the debris was all fabricated by someone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see it's a little it's ah, it's a little fishy ah! <laughs> listeners are you still there do you hate us yet i hate me that just got real dark sorry So, before we get to the big one, I want to touch on a few smaller ones. So, first, aliens. Oh. Duh. 
Of course this mm. is in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always the fucking aliens. Oh, yeah. That's it. They just think that maybe aliens... Took the whole ass plane? Beamed them up. Yep. Took Why them. not? I mean, it did just sort of disappear. They can't fucking find it. She gone. Caitlin. Oh, Erica's about to chime in. Caitlin. Erica. Okay, remember how I told you, like, what if we're the aliens? Yes. What if we are the aliens? What if aliens abduct us and they turn it, turn us into aliens? What if... Wait, okay, hold on. So, like, they take us, right? They abduct us and they turn us into their species somehow. Oh, so then we become the aliens, but then we're really the aliens. Oh. Wow. Do you think all 220, wait, stop, 227 plus 12, whatever, 239 of the people on that plane are now aliens? What we think as aliens, but aren't? I mean. There's no other logical reason that this plane is just gone. It has to be aliens. Yep. Or supernatural. Or something. Hmm. Maybe a wormhole that sent them back in time. Can you... Stop. Can you imagine being in, like, the 1500s and you're, like, little renaissance get-up. And then all of a sudden you see this giant-ass flying contraption come through your sky? They probably thought the world was ending. The world probably did end in another universe. That probably was the catalyst for the end of the world, if that is true. They probably lost their goddamn minds. Or the people from 2014 made the people in the 1500s have more advanced technology (gasps) faster. And so flash forward to that 2014, they're like, like, like back to the future level. Realistic. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, we just, we just cracked the case. Mm. Um, Okay. uh, Another small one. A black hole laid it. Oh. Mm. Mm. I didn't. I don't. Uh, I don't think there are oh, black, black holes, holes in, the, in the, space. the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> hey, my dumbass was like, oh, <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> no, because I wrote it down. So I obviously thought, oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, there are no black holes in the Earth's atmosphere. So unless this fucking airplane could survive the um intense pressure of uh zero fucking gravity <laughs> wait maybe it was both maybe the aliens like shot it up and then was thrown into a black hole oh maybe they were playing like 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 you know like with it four black hole <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe they were playing golf with it you're right maybe they make oh maybe they have a giant ass golf club they got a big ass driver and they just yeeted it into oblivion literally <laughs> This is so bad. <laughs> you know, at first I thought when I was doing this research, it was really dumb. This is really dumb. When I first did this research, I was like, oh, the Bermuda Triangle. Like it fucking oh, crashed yeah. over the Bermuda Triangle. Right. The it's Bermuda Triangle even... is in the wrong hemisphere for this. Oh, no. So the Bermuda Triangle is like close to us. This happened in fucking China, basically. The oh. other side of the world, Caitlin. Get your shit together. It's fine. Geography. It's not my strong suit. Same. I was a music teacher. Okay, so this one's going to get a little dark. Um, so uh, maybe they think that the captain might have been on a suicide mission. Uh, he was having a rough time at home. His wife and children had just left him. 
And also he had a uh, flight simulator thingy in his basement. And apparently there was some data that had been deleted from his flight simulator. And when they um, re-got it back, help, restored it, retrieved it. Ha <laughs> there it is. When they retrieved the deleted data, um, they, it basically showed like this flight pattern, like the erratic movements and all around the Indian Ocean and then like the sharp right, sharp left, you know. Right. It was the same flight pattern. So they think that he potentially did it on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. But this opens up the question, what about the co-pilot? Because there's no fucking way the co-pilot would be like, he, the co- okay, so the pilot was like 56-ish years old and the p- co-pilot was 27. So tell me why... A 27-year-old co-pilot who's just starting his career, because this flight was his last flight before being, um, like, it was his last training flight. Oh, that. So he was still in training. Yeah, that fucking sucks, doesn't it? You just get lost on your last training flight before you're an official pilot. That sucks. So Reddit users think that the co-pilot was tricked into leaving the cockpit and then the door was locked behind him because... You know, cockpit doors lock from the inside now, thanks to 9-11. Mm-hmm. And then the pilot, so he locked him out and then the pilot proceeded on his uh, fucked up mission. So I don't know about that, but we'll talk talk about it in a minute. Right. So I really have to pee and my nose is running. I hate it here. Okay. Also, there were two passengers on board who were discovered to have had fake passports. So it was initially thought that they could have been the hijackers. But this was very quickly debunked because the men were investigated and they were found to have been asylum seekers fleeing Iran. Iran? Iran? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm an ignorant white person. So now on to the big one. Here we go. So MH370 disappeared in March of 2014. A few months later, on July 17th, 2014, another Malaysia Airlines flight was involved in another major tragedy. While flying from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur, MH17 was shot down by a Russian-made missile over eastern Ukraine. All 298 people on board MH17 died. All of them. Uh, The debris for MH17 was found all over the countryside in Ukraine. Um, MH17 and MH370 were the same model of plane, but the MH17 was a 1997 version, whereas the MH370 was a 2002 version. However, upon looking and examining photos of MH17, quote unquote, the uh, crash site photos show that this plane, MH17, was in fact the newer version of the Boeing 777 rather than the old one, like it was claimed to be. Mm-hmm. So others say that the bodies found in the crash had been dead for days, but their passports were in pristine condition. So their passports went through a fucking crash, a literal plane crash, and like being shot down out of the sky and their passports weren't damaged at all. This leads them to think that the passports had been planted on the bodies And that MH370 was stolen and hidden away for four months, keeping the 238 passengers as hostages. And that they were killed, 
a few days before being loaded up on the quote-unquote MH17 to fly from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur. So they're saying (coughs) that the passengers from MH370 were held as hostages for four months, Mm -hmm. killed a few days before this July 17th crash of uh, MH17. So then MH370 was made remarked as MH17 and that the bodies on the the quote-unquote passengers on MH17 were actually the original passengers from MH370 and that they were already dead. But there were 227 passengers and 12 crew on MH370 and there were 298 people on MH17. So where did they get that extra like 40 people? Right. That's not math. Um, 50-ish people, you know? Right. Hmm. I can see... What I can see is them, so MH370 disappears. It's hidden from the public for four months. They restore it. They make it look like MH17. They put it back in to be a commercial flight. And then they, it is MH370, like they had found it, but now they're claiming that it's MH17. And then they just reuse it. And then unfortunately it was a cursed plane and like got shot down, you know? Right. You see what I mean? So they think that MH17 and MH370 were the same plane. I see. (laughs) This is a lot to take in. Yes. They have searched everywhere. Like, there are private investigation companies who are still searching the Indian Ocean for this fucking plane. And they cannot find it. But the Indian Ocean's a big place. I mean, how long did it take us to find the Titanic? Right. And they knew exactly where the Titanic had crashed Mm -hmm. and sunk sank whatever i saw i think it was this tiktok dude so there was this picture going around like you know like google earth Mm -hmm. someone thinks that so there's a plane like crashed in like the middle of the jungle and i don't know if there's like any islands close to where like this said crash could have happened like oh there are so many islands and so they they found it and someone was like hey like what if this is it you know, and I guess, like, a lot of people aren't doing anything about it. Like, oh, no, like, that, it's not it. Like, I didn't read too much into it, so I don't even know, like, where, like, this Google photo they is. They think it's MH370? Yeah. Oh. Right? That's the one we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, this guy was like, well, I'm going to do it. And so this dude is talking about taking a trip to that. Those coordinates. Yeah, and seeing if it's the plane. Hmm. And see, that was another idea of mine, like, how come, like, if there's jungles and little islands and shit, like, around, okay, there's a castaway, like, what if some got away and, like, we're lucky enough to float away on some of the debris to a island? Right. I know it might sound impossible, but at the same time, nothing is impossible, like. Right. Well, and I'm sure that there are like islands out there that people ride their little speedboats by all like frequently you know right i'm sure it's not implausible to find a survivor on like some weird strange deserted (sighs) island out in the middle of fucking nowhere because like like if that ever happened to one of my family members that's one of the first things i think about like if they're on a plane like oh my god what if they made it to an island like on some debris or shit Mm -hmm. yeah you just never know i i know like the f- God, the fucking, the poor family members of the people 
on MH370, I cannot imagine because they were told so many different things. Like at first they were like, oh, the flight is just delayed. Right. And then an hour and 40 minutes later, they were like, oh no, we lost the plane. Like it's gone. We can't find it. I'm sorry. You lost a fucking plane? An airplane? That motherfucker is a big, it's a big ass machine. Mm -hmm. How did you lose it? Right. Honestly, I think airplanes should now, because, like, they're they're starting to become more frequent where, like, planes crash or, like, they disappear. And it's, like, okay, cars have dash cams. So, like, why can't we have, like, dash cams, like, for airplanes that That's are also connected idea. to, like, people that can see it from, like, what, you know, like, the that whoever they talk to. Right. The people. With, with that, too, they should be able to see all of the, like, the controls and like the the uh speedometers and odometers and meters the meters that are all in the plane <laughs> the pressure check i i don't know listen this is why you don't want me to be a pilot it's fine <laughs> when i said that i could be a pilot with all this knowledge i was lying it's fine <laughs> so yeah i i don't know i want to believe that this plane just like disappeared in one of these days it's going to show up with all 238 people that were on board. But it has been, at this point, it has been over eight years. Like, the anniversary for this was, like, six days ago as we're recording. Mm-hmm. It's been eight years. Right. I unfortunately don't think that they're ever going to find anything more than the debris that they found. I think if they were to find it in the ocean... Like, if the plane did crash and fall into the ocean, I think it's so deep in the ocean that we'd never find it. You know what I mean? Because we've only, what, explored, like, 5% of the freaking ocean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. I just don't think... I don't think we'll ever find anything as much as we want to be able to find it, as much as, like, the families deserve that. Yeah. I just don't... I think it's been too long at this point. I don't think... And it's not like they didn't search... You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, they had 26 countries looking in the middle of this freaking ocean. They had ships and airplanes and submarines and divers and, I mean, you name it. They put effort into finding this plane. It's not like they were just like, mm, meh, whatever. Right. Which sucks that they didn't find anything. Or if they did, that the f- debris was fabricated. That that fucking sucks. I don't really believe that MH370 was MH17. Right. I find that a little... It's sus. It's suspicious. It's very suspicious that the MH17 looked like the same model as MH370. But at the same time, maybe the MH17 needed repairs. And so they... You know what I mean? Right. So, like, my, my question is about that. Um... Okay, you said that they they found the plane, they found people on it, right? The one that got shot down? Yeah. Yeah. All the passengers on board were dead. So, I mean, would they have known if it was the people missing, like the same people missing? You would think. You would think they would That's be like able m- to ID them, but also... Um, like, I'm not sure, like, were they, like, like far beyond DNA testing? I don't know the, well, if they had the been polite way for, to say it. No, if they... Okay, so they can extract DNA from, like, bones. Mm-hmm. So even if they had been dead for weeks, months, years, I mean, they just freaking extracted the DNA from one of John Wayne Gacy's victims, like, from, like, decades ago. Right. They can extract DNA from pretty much anything, like, 
as long as the bones aren't dust. Right. You know? But, um, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know if the families from MH370 were ever contacted after the MH17 crash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they probably were just like, oh, we're just going to contact the families of these MH17 passengers. And that's what makes me think that it's not the same. It might be. Okay. It's plausible that it could be the same plane, but not the same passengers. Right. Because there would be more of a of a hubbub if it were Yeah, because everyone the same would passengers. be like, I feel like, yeah, they would have brought that shit to light. Yeah. I think, so obviously, I think the most plausible one is the cockpit fire. Mm-hmm. I think that explains basically everything, like the weird the you. weird movements the loss of communication the flying for because it flew for like eight hours it was only supposed to fly for seven or for five in like 35 minutes or something like that and then it ended up flying for like almost eight hours so it makes sense that it could have you know there could have been a fire and then the electrical the comms go down and then the plane everyone's passed out which we can only fucking hope Right. Like, God, I hope that everyone was passed out and did not suffer if this is what happened, because that would be a horrible, horrible way to go. But I think that is the most plausible. Right. I don't, mm, I don't really think it was cyberjacked. I think that's a stretch. I don't, I don't know. Right. Another one that I could see being more plausible would be the Diego Garcia military base Mm. maybe maybe the u.s saw a foreign plane flying above them they didn't know it was a commercial airliner right maybe they shot it down and then maybe they did have to cover their tracks but the only thing about that is how in the fuck are they going to clean up 239 dead bodies all of this debris from a huge plane without letting it get out especially to the people who live on the island, you know? Yeah. But where do they put all the bodies? Where do they put... I guess set it on fire. I don't know. That's what my little... Oh, little I thought gasoline. that was... I thought that was a shovel. Oh, sorry. And a little gasoline. <laughs> okay, got and you. And shove it into the ocean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this flight much because flying scares me. Same. Um, I have been watching updates about it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, obviously there's not much, but like, a, like, just like that person was like, oh, I'm going to go find, find it, see if that right. one's it. Um, I don't, honestly, anything could have happened. Like, there could have been hijackers on it and maybe they just plummeted down into the ocean. Maybe they plummeted into one of those islands and. Maybe. I don't know. Cause like, I feel like with water, there wouldn't be like that much debris unless if there was something that happened to it so either it fell into something hard like an actual like island yeah like land or someone shot at it Mm -hmm. i mean and i think i mean i guess i'm not a scientist and i don't really do guns but i think whenever you shoot a fucking plane well i don't think you (laughs) i'm dumb you can't just shoot a plane down with a gun caitlin no it's fine. Missiles. Either way, I don't do missiles either. So whenever I would assume that whenever you shoot a plane with a missile, it's going to fucking explode and catch on fire. Right. People are going to see that. 
that's a big ass explosion in the sky. Unless there are like legitimately no people for thousands of miles. But there were people that lived on this island on the Diego Garcia. Like it wasn't just a military base. But like, I'm pretty sure it would. I mean, can it? Isn't it just for like military and family though? Like like a base like that? Yes, but the the island was like the island had a military base oh, on it, but it also so it was had like a people. base, and then it was like a regular ass neighborhood. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So that's what that's what I mean. But also, if they did shoot it down with a missile, it's gonna it's not gonna fall onto the island. It's gonna fall into the ocean, and they're gonna have to go retrieve it from the fucking ocean, and they're gonna have to know exactly where that shit plummeted into the ocean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not as plausible as I thought it was. There's a lot, a lot to go into that right. to make it work. I think the cockpit fire is the most believable. Right. I don't think, I don't think the captain had anything to do with it. I think, yeah, he was having a tough time and whatever the flight simulator data, that could all be circumstantial. Right. Coincidental. I don't know. I don't, I just don't think that's, I don't know. I think it's a big if to just put that onto somebody because why in the fuck would you want to take down 230 people with you you know i mean okay 9-11 but they had a whole purpose like they had like a like that's what they wanted you know what i mean but why because what's his butt face osama bin laden told them to but why because osama bin laden was a fuck exactly please don't come after me Wait, was it the Taliban or the Al-Qaeda? Or both? It was the Al-Qaeda. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm 24 years old and I've lived in the United States my whole entire life and I don't know anything about 9-11. Cool. It's okay. When we were at the museum, I had to ask Luke a whole bunch of shit and I told him, I was like, I'm so sorry I went to a stupid school. Yeah, dude. They didn't, they didn't teach us very well. Nah. I don't remember anything. I don't either. I think like seventh grade did a good job, but then beyond seventh grade... I don't remember anything. I literally... Okay, so off. You remember Hotel Rwanda? Barely. I remember crying. I remember crying. I remember we had to have a permission slip to watch it. Yes. I remember that. I told Luke about that, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't remember the movie. Hotel Rwanda. Okay, I have to pee really, really bad. Okay, okay, okay. We're done here. Bye. Goodbye. Forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.